0: Driveway and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care Mowing. Again, 601 502 3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care, proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome in to Grow Your Know. This is Clay Edwards. I am joined by Miss Kelly's Green herself, Miss Kelly Williams. This is presented by Kelly's Green. Your local medical marijuana company, fully vertical medical marijuana company. That's Kelly's Green. And this is Grow Your Node. Kelly Williams, welcome in.
1: Ah, thank you, Clay. Um, I'm happy, happy to be here today. Uh, (laughs) um, Uh, We were just talking about your morning. My morning hadn't been quite like that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a busy morning already, and I'm super happy to be here. And uh, we've got a ton of good stuff going on. Well, a ton of interesting stuff. Uh, going on in medical marijuana that we're going to talk about today. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Lost wallet, road rage. I, <laughs> I I need some medical marijuana.
1: <laughs> yep, it is yep. something else. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, I I hate a tailgater. I hate a tailgater. So
0: well, you know, it's when the tailgate when when you, you have can't no, see
1: somebody's lights yeah in your rear view mirror, they're too close.
0: Well, that and when I have the when you, when. When they don't see the vehicle in front of you and realize you have no ability. What are
1: you supposed to do? And
0: there's 18 wheelers on the other side of you.
1: What do you want me to do? Yeah. yeah I, 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 I totally get it. I'm, totally the meat get in
0: a, it. I'm, I'm the meat in a sandwich here that I can't do nothing about. <laughs> that's
1: right. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's 220 for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I drive it every day. So. Uh, uh,
0: what we got going so,
1: on? Oh gosh, we have got a ton of good stuff going on, or a ton of interesting stuff. So, um, so we're going to talk about. We'll get to it in a few minutes. But um, so we had a huge Fifth Circuit case um, that uh, the Fifth Circuit. You know, we we've talked about guns and marijuana. Was that so the many one time. I sent you? Yes, yes, so, um, yeah. So the Fifth Circuit has now ruled on the constitutionality of the federal law. That uh, deals with um, marijuana and guns that we've talked about so much on this show. and they um they ultimately what the what the verdict is is they ruled that it's unconstitutional, but we're going to talk about that because it's really huge. Yeah. Um, it's a big step. We've talked about you know what the Mississippi law is and how the federal law sort of interacts with the Mississippi law and what that really means and how it applies. But we now have a Fifth Circuit case that's addressed it specifically and uh, has said, hey, that's unconstitutional. so, we're going to talk about that because it's huge. Uh, it's really huge. I mean, you really can't under us You can't really overstate the importance of that case. So this
0: becomes precedence, right? It's kind of how this. Really, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to become the law. It doesn't become the law of the land unless the Supreme Court changes. Well, it It becomes
1: the law of our land. Yeah. Um, and so uh, which is now now, you know, the Supreme if it's taken up to the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court. Uh, and I, I am, you know, I suppose that they that uh, the government could do that. Certainly. Um, and uh, the United States Supreme Court just chooses it's a fraction of the cases that go up to it. Sure. Um, but there's no question about government appeals uh, get preced- get get preference on uh, because they're the government. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it'll be interesting to see if it does go up. But for, for now, um, the Fifth Circuit is the is the supreme law in our land in Mississippi because uh, we're we're under the Fifth Circuit. Uh, And they are uh, a historically conservative circuit, and so this is really an interesting opinion. And and it it really is—it's a
0: strange deal, right? Because conservatively, a lot of a lot of the perception is a lot of the conservatives are anti-marijuana, but they're pro-gun, right? And on the other side, it's the complete opposite, right? Anti—at least public perception.
1: Sure, sure. That that, that, yeah, exactly. Anti—you
0: know—anti-gun, pro-marijuana. Yep. You know, so you have these two. Things that are supposed to divide us smash together here, and it's like, what side do I take for, right. for something? I know what side I'm on. Yeah, you know, sure. Give me my guns and my marijuana. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, uh, there yeah. shouldn't be a problem with that, right? And, and there's it,
1: not, according to the Fifth Circuit under the Constitution, at least out of the facts that of this particular case. And so, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's important.
0: It was very timely too because I had a I had a friend. Asking on behalf of her son, you know mm-hmm. we had talked about this At yeah. nauseam, yeah, and I was like, look i 'll send you the episode one of the episodes where I think we talked about this exclusively. I was like, but at the end of the day here's your two options: you can have a medical marijuana card and the gun that you 've already owned mm-hmm. or bought buy from right. an individual that's right, or you can have illegal marijuana mm-hmm. and and a gun right. I, I, can, <laughs> I, I can assure you. You would rather be arguing it out over a medical marijuana card and a legal gun, right? Versus illegal marijuana and a, yeah, that's right, and a gun of any kind. That's right. you have then you have firearms.
1: Oh, yeah, then you've with got two drugs. Tr- That's right. It's, yeah, a hundred percent.
0: pick your poison. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: So I mean, but again, not it's it's a it's a non-issue. I, I truly think you know, there's not a bigger government conspiracy guy than me and the then and and the government's coming to get take our guns and all that i i, I can believe all that on any given day i just think this is enough i sandwich. love that yeah
1: <laughs> i do love that about you Clay <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean um, I, well, I try to be as honest as possible yeah no, you know, I, hey and,
1: and i that's it, yeah, honesty's good and, honesty's good you know and i, I can't ask like, for more than that
0: i feel like if i feel like it's a nothing sandwich and i'm not over worried about it Right. I feel like that should kind of be – I'm not going to tell anybody else how they should feel. I'm not trying right. to change anybody's mind, but I'm just saying, hey, this ain't as bad as they, as they think it is. Right. Yeah. And now the Fifth Circuit Court agrees. And the
1: Fifth Circuit agrees, and that's huge. So we're going to talk about that. A um, couple things I was just going to throw out there, too. There is a um, – so the legislature, uh, when they put the bill, our medical marijuana program together, they formed a um, a medical Mississippi Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee. And just so that pe- if people are interested, that committee meets today. Um, it's at the state Capitol at one thirty, and it's in room two sixteen. and, um, they, they're, you're going to hear from some people, uh, on some testimony. Uh, I think there's a representative from, uh, Ole Miss coming to talk. I think there are some representatives from the industry as well. I think Angie Calhoun is on the agenda as well to speak. And she's, uh, as we all, if we've talked about the patient advocate. So, um, if anybody's interested in, uh, hearing, uh, what the committee has to say or what the discussions are, uh, they can go to the Capitol in room 216, and that starts at 1.30 today. Um, we also have, let me see if I can find some, Some uh, Department of Revenue also released some stats that I wish I wanted to go over very quickly just so that uh, people can see uh, or people can know. So we've got, um, as of August 15th, uh, well, actually, as of through July 31st of 2023, the this the following is the Mississippi Department of Revenue stats for Mississippi medical cannabis, and it is uh, licensed medical cannabis dispensaries. We have 187 that are licensed um, for licensed dispensaries with active sales, and I'm not exactly sure how they define active sales. But um, that's that's uh, posted at eighty six.
0: I'm guessing they report their sales. They, yeah, well, this you, maybe, yeah, you definitely
1: do. So you, yeah. so I know for us, like you have to go on every every month. Every company, not not just medical marijuana, obviously, every company <laughs> has to go on and file a, a ta- follow return, like an excise tax return. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for our wholesale, or a, you know, if you're a dispensary, you have to sell. You know, so all of these, I'm sure, I'm sure it's tracked. Uh, probably by the DOR cells r- or the returns that are filed, as well as metric. Um, so, so
0: this could this could run a month behind as as returns come in and people come online and.
1: You know that's an interesting point. If it's going by metric, mm-hmm. it it should be on it should be right. It yeah. should be I- accurate, completely accurate. If it's going by DOR s- returns, then it could be because people not everybody gets their return filed for you know July on August first. Um, that's an interesting fact. I bet it's I bet it's along the lines of metric. Um then we've got uh retail medical this is interesting this is one of the one of the ones that people always ask me retail med- medical cannabis sales to date through July 31st are 15,718,622 Is
0: that is that in line with projections or
1: Well, it depends on whose projections you're looking at. (laughs) I
0: I guess everybody's personal goals and projections are different, but industry, is that kind of what we thought Uh, we would be? You
1: know, I mean, I would say no um, overall. But if you look, like I went back to last year around October and earlier in the year to look at some of the articles that um, quoted some of the projections by the state. And we're not there because I think the program rolled out much more slowly than anybody thought it would. And we've talked about some of the issues we had earlier. Early on that are now remedied and the program's really streamlined so it's picked up momentum and is tr- certainly trending in the right directions but i would say that's probably you know obviously because of some of the hurdles not what what uh was exactly projected
0: do you have the uh i don't mean to interrupt no no do you have do. the total number of cannabis cards holders
1: i don't uh but i know it's over twenty thousand now okay that's yeah. huge yeah that's so big. it's over twenty thousand uh, now i
0: wonder how many are in the queue
1: I don't know. You know, I don't get. I do. I do try to get updates, uh, weekly updates as sure. as they're released. Well, that's good. Um, so I know, but I know right now we have over twenty thousand.
0: Is there like a map? You know, how you can look at like a heat map sometimes. Like, uh, not to compare crime to this, but yeah. like you can look at like these. You can look at like the crime heat maps of like Jackson and stuff. WLBT has one. Or does it have a dot wherever? Anyway, does it have an area where that where it's more? Or, like more cards. Yeah, like what? Like sure, the strongest Sure, but I don't
1: have, but, yeah, I, I Concentrated don't, area yeah. of card holders. Uh that would be great. I mean, be, and I, th- I think I think somebody has that information. I don't have it today. Yeah. Um so that I would seem really like good data. It. Uh, yeah, it would be great data, obviously. Um and then uh total application and license fees uh to date is ten million two hundred ten thousand. Uh let's see as far as taxes reported. Uh so here we go, here we go. Taxes reported uh, as of July 31st, 2023. On excise tax is uh, 529102 And for sales, medical cannabis tax, 622295 For a total tax collected at $1,151,397. So um, if people are interested where the program is, you know, I, I, I am always interested in, I mean, you know, again, I'm not sure if you compare it to what was projected, it's there's you know obviously going to be some uh, some differences there. But to, to let everybody know where the program is as it relates to licensing and sales and taxes, uh, yeah, that's what, where we are.
0: What was the you don't have to pull up the exact yeah. penny, but what was the the rough total tax taken in?
1: I I just said it and I can't remember. It was a little over one million.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's money that didn't exist. In, that, that's right. In, that didn't come from. That didn't take any food off anybody else's plate. That's right. That is, except maybe maybe the what do you call it the the legacy market.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except for the legacy market, there you go. Well, and and if you look at fees, licensing fees, that was ten million.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, to, total, yeah. total total state that money that the state has made. That's
1: right. Is yeah, well over I, eleven million. I, I would, yeah, yeah, over eleven million. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's a huge yep. number of of new money.
1: That oh I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, right. I 100 percent agree.
0: And that don't count uh, income tax from employees and. Oh, state tax off out of paychecks and all that. I'm assuming.
1: I no. People I think it was industry, just yeah, excise just, and sales tax, yeah, so, and then licensing fees. So no, I don't think it. I don't think it. It's it's not the whole economic, um, the impact. whole yeah, yeah, right. It's just a.
0: I think once we start looking at that and they start saying, oh wow, right, that paved a road that that fixed a bridge. I got this built in my district. That, that's right. Yada yada yada. You're gonna sit here and say, how do we expand this thing?
1: Right. You know? Yeah, because it's in its infancy. I mean, you know, so yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, so yeah, that that's where we are on that. Um, and uh, it's exciting. It's, it is for, exciting for the very reasons. I, it, it is I pulled for it. That's right.
0: I mean, I'm not again. I'm not a, uh, I'm a. I'm an anti-tax guy, but if you must collect taxes and do all these things, I like seeing it from a from an entirely new business. Yep. You know, if you're just looking at it from an economic standpoint, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see this new money come in. What are we going to do with it? Where does it go? You know, how do we expand upon it yep. without having to raise the tax? I mean, how do you grow the industry where we get more people involved that need it? I, I say it's insomnia and, and uh, anxiety. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's oh, going to yeah. be a big, yeah. you know, I, and as far as like cutting red tape and, you know, making it more accessible, you know, from the, the way dispensaries are allowed. You know, that that's going to be a jurisdiction to jurisdiction or city, to municipality to that's municipality right. thing there. But again, it's just exciting to watch. It is, and people aren't running around, you know, reefer madness in the streets. (laughs) Did you watch that yet? I have not.
1: Okay, you've got to watch it. It's it's an hour and a half or whatever it is, or an hour that you'll never get back. But you have to at least be able to say, I've seen reefer madness one time, and it was completely ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Well, I've I've watched some terrible documentaries lately. So I mean, trust me, that's uh, I'm used to donating an hour and a half of my time Um, to things I'll never get back. Help my radio show every morning. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. Speaking of documentary, this is not a documentary, but I did watch something over the weekend and I thought it was really powerful. And you may have seen it or you may not. It's a Netflix uh, limited series. It's Painkiller. Have you seen it?
0: I have. It is. Oh,
1: it was really powerful.
0: It is. It is. is. It's really, really good. Um, Netflix is, uh, again, not to get political. Netflix has gotten really good here lately getting back to what makes Netflix good.
1: Yeah, but, I mean they're hit. They're, yeah, no, I, I get it. It's it's Netflix is hit or miss. Their documentaries
0: yeah. have gotten good again, and their original programming has has gotten good. Yeah, and that's all I want to be is entertained.
1: That's right. Well, no, I think they have to, or they're going to yeah. lose their. I mean, they'll, they'll lose yeah. their audience, and so yeah, a hundred percent. But it, I thought Painkiller was uh, really powerful. Um, I thought it was. I think one of the things that was so powerful about it was that it, it, it uh, You know, at the beginning of each series, excuse, or each uh, episode, they had somebody, you know, who had lost um, a loved one, just say, you know, that this per that for the that some of the some of the names and uh, things have been, um, you know, changed in this episode for dramatic effect. But one thing that's not fiction is that we lost our child. Or you know, it was really powerful. So you you saw. Um, If you saw some faces and some pain uh, and the real damage of what the opioid crisis.
0: Now, I know yeah. I've seen painkiller, Yeah. Uh, but there's another one on there, or maybe it's the same one. It's just the way they're talking about the pill mills down in Louisiana and Florida. No. And all, Okay. No, that's a different one. I've seen this one too. Okay. But there's another really good one on there about the pill mills in Louisiana. I've seen
1: that one too. Actually, I saw that one first. Probably last year sometime.
0: I think so too. And it was about a yes. about a guy whose son yes, died and that's exactly he went on, right.
1: a, mm-hmm. he went on, on a, a, that's a pursuit. Right. That's right. 100%. To get those pill mills shut down. Yes, I did see that one. Super powerful also. And that was uh, I would call that more I would call that a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um and this this one really focused on Purdue. Uh, I mean it focused on the okay, damage. I have Purdue. not seen
0: this. I'm sorry. Oh I, you gotta I, see I've it. I've heard it's good. I've you heard You gotta it's see good. it. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is uh it's crazy. Okay. Um,
0: it's on the list
1: yeah it's it's super powerful though I, uh, it, it's uh, one of those shows that you know sometimes you watch things and they impact Look, you I've had once.
0: multiple friends die yeah um from from opioid addiction i've I watched a girl that I've known who t- uh, started taking uh pain pills. And she has now worked her way to being a prostitute on Highway 80 due to, due to feeding an addiction. we got to take a break. But, yeah. uh, again, we all, we all know bad. somebody that's dealt with it. That's bad. We'll be right back. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Clay Edwards. All right. Welcome back in to Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Clay Edwards, brought to you by Kelly's Green your locally owned medical marijuana company do y'all have a tagline like kelly's green dot dot dot
1: yeah we have uh yes <laughs> we have several <laughs> of course you've just put me on the spot like <laughs> i don't even know our tagline <laughs> no we do so we're uh mississippi grown um really it's it's actually you know it mississippi owned mississippi grown you know, um I, we we really are a mississippi uh you know led company and our tagline is Mississippi-owned, Mississippi-grown. You are, uh, yeah.
0: I, I give you permission to steal this if you want to. Thank and you. I would say we grew here. UMF flew here.
1: <laughs> I love that. All right, that's our new tagline. You
0: may can leave the middle part out. Okay. Well, uh, we grew here. You, <laughs> you flew, flew here. here.
1: Perfect. And that's in any way, it's 100% true. 100% true. Yeah. That's,
0: that's what we say about you know being from South Jackson. And if people yep. come right up and down McDowell Road, like, <laughs> if you're from South Jackson, you say, we grew here, you flew here. That's
1: right. You oh, know? my gosh. I'm going to steal it if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I've guess stolen it from
0: somewhere. I mean, okay, I can't, perfect. Yeah. I can't take credit for it, but, yeah. I, but I like it's it. It's
1: great. And it's per, It is. It's accurate. It's accurate. It, it, it,
0: well, it's fitting. Grow. Yeah. It is fitting. Grew, yeah. whatever. Sure, so.
1: Certainly. Yeah, On a number of levels, it's As- fitting. That's absolutely. Right. It
0: works. Um... So we're going to talk about this case. Yeah, was next? This is exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. Great. So, uh, a couple of things. So, it's and it's actually a Mississippi case. Um, it arose from Hancock County on the coast, and
0: such a melting pot down there.
1: It is. I just I love the coast. I, I love Mississippi. I really do love Mississippi. I think each part of Mississippi's got something special. Um, but yeah, the coast is great. That's why I
0: hate when something bad happens, like what what happened with, in Rankin County with the cops. Oh and stuff. man, I hate it because there's so much good here.
1: There is, that yeah. it just
0: It shines this negative light, and we're all very uh, self-conscious about it. Sure. I think, you know, I, th- I speak for myself here, but, you know, it, it's a it's an issue. in Oh, a, yeah, you and know, everyone
1: was appalled by that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like anyone in Mississippi was like, oh, well, those, you know, everybody was appalled.
0: I've, I've yet to run across a single person in even some of the darkest corners of my social media that somehow didn't think it was bad. right. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it was, it was,
1: it was hard. It was devastating. It was horrible. Like yeah. good Gertie, man. Like and I don't I, and even I know, know you with your past yeah.
0: experiences. I mean, this, you, you probably paid attention to it. And uh, you, you just mentioned love in Mississippi and the yeah. coast. And so, yeah. so much great here that it's just sickening when something like that happens. Yeah. And you have yeah. to sit here and you had to, we had to, dredge up the past and right is it yeah. are we really still talking about this in 2023 yeah know? yeah right. uh to your um, case sorry. yes
1: no no that's okay so uh comes at it but i think it's great that it came out of mississippi because uh, the fifth circuit covers several states so mm-hmm. uh, obviously louisiana because they're in new orleans but um that's where they sit but uh, you know louisiana texas mississippi and it just it all you know this southern uh sort of the southeastern part yeah. of the country so um super conservative. Uh, you know, or at least historically conservative, uh, the Fifth Circuit is, and um, so uh, anyway, so it uh, what happens here is this is actually stemmed from a criminal case. So we've got, uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, briefed a case. <laughs> you know, and when you're in law school, you, uh, you, they, they teach you what's called IRAC, and it's like issue, rule, analysis, conclusion. And it's just a way that you go at cases. And so um, it's been a long time since I've briefed a case and, and looked at IRAC. But it is sort of the easiest way to go down um, and look at it. I want to say, so I want to say that, that at first we we're dealing with, um, the court was really looking at this particular law this federal law, it's Title eighteen USC section nine twenty two G three, which bars an individual from possessing a firearm if he if he is an quote unlawful user of a controlled substance. And so that's what we've always when we've talked about guns in the past on the show, when we talk about the form that you have to fill out when you purchase a gun asks you these questions. So um and so really in and, and so this this uh, this case is the subject of it is that law that requires you to fill out that form um and so we've got uh april and the other thing that's interesting is this happened the incident that this case is about happened in april of 2022 that is so fast to make it up to the fifth circuit um at least in my opinion so we you know i've had cases that you know i, I I had a case that I took it, it was a criminal case, and I took it on an indictment. And then we went, we tried it at the trial level, then we appealed it, uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court, then we went up to the, uh, I went up the federal route, and we ultimately appealed to the United States Supreme Court on that case, but the time that it took to get us through all of these appeal processes and courts was, you know, was years. Um, so this case is interesting because we have the Fifth Circuit ruling on it now in 2023, and the incident, the stop itself, was just happened last year in, in 2022. That's, like, super lightning fast.
0: Uh, that's rapid.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, right. I, and I think it really goes to show how, how the, the issues um, surrounding legal cannabis programs in states and these other issues, these federal conflicts, that we do need resolution.
0: Well, I think they want to expedite it because now it's it's growing so fast that they need to. I was uh, talking to a judge at a little function, the election night function the other night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to make sure I don't stick my foot in my mouth here. <laughs> but he was working on a case that involves um, divorce mm-hmm. and and the the other person has a medical marijuana card and the other person mm-hmm. is so appalled by it that they want a divorce and custody because of saying it's drug use. And I was like, well, what, what do you think? You know? And he's like, I, it's legal. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I don't think it's going to work out for her.
1: You right. Know,
0: for, for, for the, for the person appalled by it. Sure. And so you're, but you're seeing these cases for the first time pop up.
1: Was she yeah. appalled if, if he had injury and had to take a, you know, uh, a painkiller for yeah. his. I mean, would that be equally appalling? I mean, that's uh, you know. I just. Well, don't it have... felt like
0: an excuse,
1: right? And, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't know how legitimate how, her, ju- her how genuine that was. was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I did find it interesting that you're starting to see these things pop up, and it's a, and these things the judges are having to look at and say, okay, if he didn't have a cannabis card, would I side with her? Right. But he has a legal that's cannabis it. card. That's Right. You know, so it, the it's shifted. It's just very interesting, and I know that you worked in this exact kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and uh,
1: so I just I was like, I was going to tell Kelly about this. So
0: anyway. interesting,
1: and in the other part just a reminder that you know in the Mississippi bill, um, Mississippi built-in protection. There is a clause in there that uh, says that nobody, you know, that you can't be discriminated against. Um, for anything for any certifications or gun permits or anything like that um, if you have a medical marijuana card so um so, oh,
0: so so if i if i hold a card i can still go get a concealed carry license mm-hmm. and everything else yeah so
1: yes. yeah no, said so that yeah that language is, is super clear i think
0: it's very important to remind people of that you know yeah. especially talking about this case we are
1: Oh, absolutely. No, the the, the Mississippi got ahead of that and um, was really. So, in fact, what what it is, I'll just take one, two seconds and and just read this portion of the bill. It's not long, so I'm not going to be like reading it out. So, um, but it says, uh, according to the Mississippi Cannabis Act, a registered qualifying patient or registered designated caregiver shall not be denied the right to own, purchase or possess a firearm firearm accessory, or ammunition based solely on his or her status as a registered qualifying patient or registered designated caregiver. It goes on to say, no state or local agency, municipal, or county governing authority shall restrict, revoke, suspend, or otherwise infringe, and they use this word, upon the right of a person to own, purchase, or possess a firearm, firearm accessory, or ammunition, or any related firearms license or certification based solely on his or her status as a registered qualifying patient or designated caregiver. So, yes, so you can't, you, if you, you can't, the the state can't discriminate against you in any certification or, uh, in any, and you know, deny you any, your right, um, just because you're any, any firearm right that you have pursuant to, to, uh, well, pursuant to any law, frankly, um, you can't be denied that because you are a patient hold, a patient card holder or uh, or a caregiver. So, right. yeah. So that that's the Mississippi law. It's very clear. And so the only thing that we've ever talked about is this federal law.
0: Yeah, hold, hold that thought. Yep. Let's, let's, we ran over that first oh, segment. Sorry. Let's get back on track here. Come back. We'll pick up on this federal law and this case out of the Fifth Circuit. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Clay Edwards. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Note, brought to you by Kelly's Green, hosted by Kelly Williams yeah. of Kelly's Green and Clay <laughs> Edwards. We are live here on 103.9 FM W Y A B. Kelly, let's just jump straight in. Yeah. Uh, t- tell so, us about this Fifth Circuit so, Court case. Okay, so
1: this Fifth Circuit case, so it started in Hancock County out of Mississippi. On in April of twenty twenty two, two law enforcement officers pulled over Daniels. So Daniels is the is the defendant um and uh, so he, he was driving without a license plate, okay, so he got pulled over. And um, I don't know why I'm giggling about that, but at the end of the day, it's like always some minor thing that leads to whatever. Always. Um, so, but interestingly enough, something I thought was was strange about this case was one of the officers that pulled him over was with the DEA. And so, I'm not, again, I'm not sure why the DEA is pulling people over, but whatever. Um, there's got to be some more backfield to it that we just don't get in the case. Sure. Um, but, uh, so of course the, the DEA agent says that he smells marijuana and there you go. So you've now got probable cause for the stop and now you have probable cause for a search. (laughs) So, um, and, uh, so anyway, they do the search. And, uh, so he finds, um, the way that they describe it in the case is, um, several cigarette butts in the ashtray. So, uh, apparently there's some joints that, uh, you know, he was, he had that, that were in the ashtray. Additionally, they found um two two firearms uh, I think it was two loaded firearms so we've got we've got this the, right away we have this this uh issue with guns and marijuana all rolled in together so um interestingly enough the uh, it goes on to talk about how um at no point uh did the d a a administer a drug test at no point did they ask him if he was impaired. You know, so they just, it, it just was literally the fact that this, these marijuana, uh, these, these cigarette <laughs> butt, you know, marijuana cigarette butts joints are in the, in the ashtray. Um, later on, after he had been mirandized, so we know he was mirandized, he admitted that he smoked marijuana and that he had smoked it since high school and that he used it approximately 14 days out of a month. Okay. So, um, so that's essentially where, uh, where the where the facts are here pretty straightforward it's a criminal case but it, it actually even though uh, it's a criminal case it it has it will have you know in my opinion broad application because it really deals with this federal law that requires people to put whether or not they use an, uh, an illegal controlled substance on the form when they buy a gun right so it's, yeah. it's all connected and that's why it's so impactful um so he got Daniels got charged with violating the nine, section 922 G3 which is what we're talking about it uh, what we're talking about today and it uh, which makes it illegal for any person uh, who is an unlawful user or of or addicted to any controlled substance to possess any firearm um, and so uh, it goes on to say that an unlawful user is someone who uses illegal drugs regularly in some temporal proximity to the gun possession okay so Um, interestingly enough, while all this is happening, um, another case goes up to the Supreme Court and it's called Bruin, B-R-U-E-N. And that's important because the Supreme Court, in order to decide this case, um, relied on Bruin. Um, and I think that's another interesting point that once again, um, this Bruin case went up and, uh, and it, Pretty quickly. And again, we've got this happening, and it also went up in 2022. Um, so we've got all of this, these cases, like growing momentum. This issue is quickly making its way through the country, um, which we expected it would do. Because, again, you've gotta have, um, you got to have resolution on some of these issues. This affects a, a fundamental right, a Second Amendment right. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, we've talked about that in Mississippi. That's part of our culture. It's part of our identity. It's part of who we are, whether you agree with it or not. That, that's just it, right? Yeah.
0: Guns are not a very political thing here. I mean, it's just, we all have right. guns. It's not a, it's not <laughs> right, right, a you know, know. guns aren't a left right issue. I mean, they get made that, but again, it, it, it's, it's part of our identity. It's who we are as Mississippians,
1: right? A um, hundred percent. Frankly,
0: it's who we are as Americans.
1: I, agreed. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we I, I can you know we hold it so dearly here. Um, but it is a fundamental right. I mean, not just in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, I, and, and, and I think you're even starting to see that with some of these Supreme Court cases, like with um, what they did with New, in New York recently, Right. with uh, them making it so hard for people to get guns and this, that, and the other. So you're right. starting to see the tide shift a little on these things. Yeah. Legally, anyway.
1: Right. Right. Which and it, it, and again, it's timely. Uh, we needed mm-hmm. to. We need resolution. I, you know, we get that question all the time. You know, what is my. I I literally have fielded like probably four or five questions on social media where somebody will send me a Facebook message and be like, hey, can you tell me what the law is um, on, you know, guns? And, and, and marijuana, and is it going to impact? By, and so we have to go through this whole rigmarole that you have Mississippi protection. This is the language from the Mississippi law. This is the status of the federal law. Um, and we've talked about the different cases that are been ongoing. There was one from Florida, one from Oklahoma, one from Texas, um, that have all been sort of brewing that we've had uh, different federal trial judges mm-hmm. rule in different ways. So we, it's good to finally have get some clarification. Um but, but, back to this, it was it's important. Bruin is so important because um Bruin what Bruin did is it it clarified that firearms regulations are unconstitutional unless they are firmly rooted in our nation's history and tradition of gun regulation, which is really what the Supreme Court or what the Fifth Circuit looked at to determine whether or not this uh, this law was unconstitutional. So while they looked at a lot of things, Ultimately, there's like this this big test that they're going to look at to just to see, hey, is is this rooted? You know, and and so they go through, you know, a number of the government makes a num the government makes a number of arguments, uh, making it sound like marijuana users are, <laughs> you know, are, are dangerous or are whatever, it, really ridiculous arguments when you think about where we are in 2023 today, and that I think something along the lines of 42 states have some sort of legalized marijuana program whether it's a medical program whether it's a rec program whether it's uh you know just an oil program or you know a non-smokables or our research i mean a couple states have research programs so um a really ridiculous argument by the government in my opinion especially if you look at where we are today
0: yeah it's again i I i go back to this constantly the 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 legalization of marijuana whether it be um, adult use or medical—it seems like such low-hanging fruit,
1: right? <laughs> for for
0: any political party federally to grab and and, and make right, right? I, I think if you put it on a ballot, on a on a national ballot, it would overwhelmingly win if we're talking about popular vote,
1: right? A hundred percent.
0: I don't think anybody's going to lose any political points by approving. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be that hardcore, hardcore religious sect. that that just aren't ever going to be game down with it. But that's an extreme minority, in my opinion. It's not not like we're talking about abortion here. Right. We're talking about marijuana. Yeah. I I think if you put it on a national ballot, it it overwhelmingly wins. So I don't think anybody has anything to lose. I mean, look, it just passed in Mississippi. Right. (laughs) You know, 74% of people voted for one initiative or the other.
1: Yeah. and, And ultimately what the Supreme Court found um, just so that we're clear is that this section nine twenty two g three is unconstitutional um I mean and this guy was this guy had been sentenced to you know a, a criminal violation of this law carried up to ten years
0: was he a card holder?
1: Uh, you know it doesn't say whether or not he was a card holder as I understand um now i've read the facts in the actual opinion and I've read some articles around it. I'm not sure I don't I'm not sure he was a cardholder, which, in my opinion, would give even more. I mean, I think that that there, there's another layer there mm-hmm. that certainly lends itself to constitute to unconstitutional, that this law is unconstitutional. Um, but the truth is, is even without the card discussion, the court yeah. found it's unconstitutional. Yeah. Like you can't deny this is a fundamental right In a Second Amendment right, and and the the fact that somebody is in possession or smokes pot, it doesn't shouldn't shouldn't negate that right or mitigate it in any way, and actually can't. And so, um, at least according to the Fifth Circuit, and I'll just I'm just going to read this conclusion right here, just so that I want to be clear because I know we're going to run out of time. Yeah, and I want to make sure that because this number one, it was a forty one page opinion. And we just don't have time to go through all the arguments and the ins and outs. But I think the big takeaway is that, number one, it's the Fifth Circuit and Mississippi is under the Fifth Circuit. Number two, the court found that this federal law is unconstitutional. And I think that's the huge takeaway because it comes back to the questions we get about answering questions on that sheet. Now, as a practical matter, could the government, you know, appeal this up? And and sure, they could. and, And that remains to be seen. But... I wanted to just take a minute and read this conclusion. So uh, the court says, the Fifth Circuit says, In short, our history and tradition may support some limits on an intoxicated person's right to carry a weapon, but it does not justify disarming a sober citizen based exclusively on his past drug use, nor do more generalized traditions of disarming dangerous persons support this restriction on nonviolent drug users. As applied to Daniels, then section nine twenty two G three violates the Second Amendment. We reverse the judgment of conviction and render a dismissal of the indictment. so um, so he was free. I mean, the, the, so so I think that's the biggest takeaway is there is no this this case is clear. They found this law to be unconstitutional. Um, and that is the same law that requires people answer questions on when you fill out your form. Uh, to buy a gun that asks you about that. So we, we, the form that people have been lying on forever. But the point is that people don't want to, she shouldn't have to lie on a form to do, but you shouldn't have to make the decision. And by the way, lying on that form is also a felony. So I just want to, I want to, I want to, that's my you, disclaimer. You really
0: had to pick your poison.
1: Right. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just think it's a great, I think the importance of the case to card holders in Mississippi cannot be overstated, Um. that people can, can, can now look at this and know that we've got some good, solid uh, precedent um, from the Fifth Circuit that addresses the issue. state
0: law protections. That's right. And now you have precedent from the Fifth Circuit.
1: That's right. That's right. On the federal side. I like it.
0: Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day with Kelly Williams. This is Grow Your No. Get ready to land the plane for the day with Kelly Williams. This is Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. Kelly, um... That, great show today I think we learned a lot I think that Fifth Circuit Court Decision is huge Yeah I mean I can't it under, Understate it, it Yeah Yeah. You know so Things are moving In the right direction I like we got Roughly 20,000 And growing Card holders Yep Is there anything You want to close us out yeah, with
1: Yeah I just want to Close us out with that I'll bring <laughs> uh, the song I mean yeah Like never quit Like you just said it Never, you just you go to that meet just the whole thing. I mean, the song is phenomenal. But, I just turned but Kelly on to, it, yeah. to the
0: Anthony Oliver. I had not
1: heard it. Yeah, I guess, Oliver know.
0: Anthony song, yeah. Richmond, North of Richmond, and I, again, I can't recommend it enough. <clears throat> Political parties be damned. This song, if you if it don't touch touch your soul, you don't have one.
1: That's right. It's, mean, it, it is, is it's powerful. It's a powerful song, yeah. and,
0: and, and 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 the story and behind the story, it. Yeah,
1: powerful story. I mean, yeah.
0: From, from I don't when I, when I say a nobody, I just mean on a national <laughs> level, enough from right. nobody. To holding the top five spots on the iTunes all genre shot overnight chart right. within a week, uh, yeah, it can't be un- again. It can't be understated how huge that is. And oh my it t- gosh! And it reminds me of like it's timeless.
1: Yeah, it's inspirational. Frankly, I mean, like when you're feeling like I can't do this anymore, then you know that song could have been written
0: in 1920, uh, 100%, 1950, yep. or now, and you it's it, you wouldn't yep. know. Yep. So yeah. great, great. His stuff. story
1: is inspirational, is what it, I meant. Yeah,
0: it is. It's yep. got me fired up. And look, I'm fired up about. Uh, what's going on here in Mississippi with uh, the medical marijuana industry and yep. uh, our gun rights? That's right. And all kinds of stuff. A lot of things are, are are going in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So. Absolutely.
0: Kelly, how can they find you?
1: They can find me at www.kellysgreen.org. And uh, yeah, and when, of course, you know, all of the, if you want information about the program, mmcp.ms.gov, uh, Mississippi Patients Cannabis Alliance, all this good stuff.
0: All right, we will see you next week. Coming up next, Jameson Haygood. Don't forget, Kim Wade closes us out today from 4 to 6. I'll be back here tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. with Sean york on The Clay Edwards Show. Peace.